sponsored by listeners like yourself. If you'd like to become a patron of Polyhedron, please go to patreon.com slash polyhedron. Now, on with your show. Welcome to Polyhedron, your multifaceted podcast for everything RPG-related. I am your host, Matthew, and as always, I have Ryan. You make us sit through the intro, but you do it in post? Uh, yeah, because that's for the audience. And Scott. I hate you so much right now. God damn it, Matt. It's for the audience. We're live. That's how this works. It's a part of the process. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Their complaints aside, I hope everyone is doing well this evening. I'm doing well. Are you guys doing well? Fair enough. I'm doing all right. Good. Great. So how is everyone's gaming? We're back from Momocon. (sighs) We survived. That was a thing. That was definitely a thing. We Mm Momoconned. Thank you very much for Momocon and everyone who came out to that very late, late panel. We appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. And we were we were punch drunk silly. Oh, my. We were so silly. You know, I don't listen to the show terribly often, but I did listen to that episode. And it was I mean, I didn't listen to the part where I talked for a long time because that, you know, (laughs) can't possibly do that well yeah i don't i have to deal with this every day why do i don't do it um but it was a pretty fun episode most yeah, no, it was good. overall I think we, and our two yeah. our two audience members who we didn't know were lovely people oh, that's really <laughs> they were um yeah. yeah as far as gaming is concerned uh after a decent hiatus uh the werewolf wild west game that matthew and i are in uh started back up again hopefully that'll be more regular that's really fun Yep. Um, and we're finally done with that stupid cairn raising and all the shenanigans uh, involved in that. That our uh, our Shadowrun game is ticking along. Yep. Uh, we we, uh, we play that fairly irregularly, but it's it's still good to have it in thing. And after many many years, I am finally running my favorite RPG of all time, Aeon. Which is Aeon. Yeah. Oh, damn it. I didn't time it right. God, you son Trinity of Continuum. Trinity, Trinity Continuum Aeon. It's new fancy name. Uh, and I'm I'm loving it. I'm, you know, I'm uh, a little rusty. I actually haven't run a tabletop game in, in quite some yeah, time. Yeah, it had been a minute, hadn't uh, it? So I'm, I'm getting my, my training wheels back off. I've never sat at a table where you were. Well, I mean, when we were playtesting that thing, like when, we, when yeah, you, yeah. the first time you ever invited me to your home, actually, sure, was the yeah, last right. time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, not the last time. Not the last enough. time, but yeah. But no, it's been, it's been a hot minute, and um, so I'm I'm getting used to it. Hopefully, you guys had fun. Oh no, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Our, our well, characters are beginning to gel a little yeah, bit. We're else. we're getting into the mode. I mean, it was almost as rusty for you as it was for us because we don't know these people yet, and right, we're right. still also the system is really yeah. still getting into uh, that. I also had to do the yield getting the band back together kind of kind of thing, so I had to get everybody in the same place, kind of get everybody and, appraised of the scenario. Yeah, I, I put together, I, I, I took some time uh, totally working to uh, <laughs> while I was totally working to read through the entire system section and mm-hmm. do like a sort of at least a baseline. Here's what all this shit means, and here's what you can actually do on a turn, which I think will be very helpful for everybody. Oh yeah, no, no, no. We're we're gonna be we're gonna be probably the probably this next session, maybe the session after that, if if depending on how things go, we are going to be getting into some serious for reals combat. Yeah, yeah, like, that's, and that's gonna, good. It's gonna that's probably good. take a good chunk of the the session to to get some to get that to really get and, our 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 guts into that. System. And now that I understand how doing mixed actions work. Yeah. I, yeah, I need to read less, up on that. Yeah, it's actually pretty intuitive uh, mm-hmm. as long as difficulties are reasonable. 
but yeah, I can understand. Yeah, I understand how that how that. I understand how we were supposed to actually perform the first fight that we did right, perform. Right. I know what we were supposed to do now. Mm. Right. Um, we didn't because like we didn't know, and it mm. was kind of you know. Whatever. Well, it was it, go, in right? in the scenario. It was a training fight, so it was like it was no con- it was a no consequences. Like literally getting them used to play to, to, <coughs> to, to fighting with each other and us getting used to the system. Also, the thing I really I need to read about is how you uh, overload like as a, sci- a psychic do the psychic. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, 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 and reach. Mm-hmm. Basically, yeah. it's called it's reach. Yeah, it's just yeah. reach from. But it, you know, it can it have equally disastrous consequences. Oh, yeah, no, it's fantastic. Um, but, yeah, no, no, you guys are going to be using your psychic powers and, yep. and firing your sweet-ass laser guns. I actually have realized I have a power that makes it uh, really hard to hurt. Well, hit, not even hurt me. Hit me. Oh, yeah, no, you, yeah, I think you have the one of the ones that like, ups your defense. My, uh, it ups yeah. a bit. Well, ones that ups the first one ups the uh, ability to hurt me mm-hmm. yet the later one is oh you're rolling against me increase that difficulty just that's, increase that difficulty so, that's pretty good so it boosts your d- defense and then adds complications to their role it's a little not exactly it's actually okay. directly it but anyways we'll get into that later that's mm-hmm. a that's a we are going to do like a mechanical deep dive of Aeon once we have a few more games under our belts mm-hmm. um so we can tell the audience like this is how the game runs and this is how the game feels i mean i can smell the shape of it. I can smell <laughs> the rock is cooking. Yeah, I can smell it a little bit. Like I get it now. I understand mm. the shape of it. I can smell some issues that I can uh, that I could see cropping up. But that's why you know they. I mean that's. I well, mean, this is a, we're running off of the preview documents. Yeah, like, this, this isn't, isn't the final version. This obviously. isn't the final versions, but we're we're giving putting it through our paces. Uh, and you know, I I I've I've heard that perhaps some people from the team will be listening to our uh, our, our playthroughs. Uh, so they, I'm sure that will be useful to them. Yes, it will be. Um, actually, speaking of the guys listening to us, the Onyx Pathcast has really gotten its feet underneath itself, and they had a the episode five was really enlightening for me because it was all about how a book is made. Are they oh, cool? Like in detail, redlining, editing, getting contractors, everything, like from start to finish, how they generally make some of their books. If you are interested in that aspect of like how games are made. You should also go, listen to the episode to where we ha- where we interviewed someone who told us exactly those things. Yeah, yeah. and then go listen to the Onyx Pack. Yeah, yeah. I mean they're they're doing a good job over there, and I just kind of want to give them a shout out because uh, I think they're doing very solid work. No, it's a fun podcast. It's, yeah, it's, uh, it's obviously very focused on their company, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's good. Uh, as for gaming stuff for me, I've been playing the Werewolf game, played Aeon, played all the fun stuff, but. Something I got to do at Momocon that I'll probably talk a lot more later because I have some news related stuff is I played a lot of fifth ed adventures league, like D&D adventures league stuff. And I got some things about to say that, but I actually really enjoyed myself. Uh, I was very impressed with just the pick up and go nature of everything and just had a fantastic time in which I'm actually going to be exploring more of the D&D adventures league, which uh, I hope to report back to everyone here. As far as, I mean, I've been playing Never After for seven years. Uh, <laughs> through multiple games, multiple iterations. I've talked about it plenty. Still doing that. Yep. Uh, and most of the tabletop gaming I do is with you guys yeah. for the for the various things we record. But that that's fine for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we can't play all the games all the time. It literally is impossible. It's just would that would be your job. But anyways. Oh, if only. What? If only. Oh, if only. Yeah. Just become independent wealthy, but, but independently I did, wealthy. I finished God of War and I started Horizon Zero Dawn. I'm sure we'll have some th- thoughts about that in the uh, fun, in the yeah. post episode. Robots, mm-hmm. robots. 
dino robots. But let's head on into the news. Uh, this is going to be a little bit of a lighter episode. We're probably going to talk a lot more about new stuff and just general gaming stuff because we've been gone for a little while. We're sort of having re-entry issues. Hey, remember that last time we had a kind of meandering free-formy episode and you all said it was great? Well, <laughs> well, you get more of that. Part two. <laughs> so one of the cool things I wanted to let everyone know about is we only need 21 more tickets to get the screening off uh, to off the ground for the World of Darkness documentary. We have six more days to do it. So when you hear this, when it drops, you probably only have a few more days, like three or four. Go buy your tickets. You haven't bought your tickets. You're remotely interested. Get your tickets so we can have this screening happen. Yeah, it and doesn't. That's, that's for the Atlanta area. It yeah. doesn't charge you unless it actually happens. Right. So there's, there's no, and there's, it means nothing. It just say you'll do it and <laughs> just do it. Okay, you'll eventually have to pay $13 or something, but come on, guys. Yeah, it's going to be a cool time. There's a lot of cool people. A lot of different people from around Atlanta have already said, hey, we're going to come that aren't just like directly our like friends. They're mm-hmm. like, hey, I like Wad. I like Vampire. I want to come up. I want to support it. I want to see what's going on with this. So this would be super rad. This would just be a super rad way of doing this. And obviously we'll be there, and uh, James Davey from the Dark Archive will be there. And yes, he will be. And you'll get to meet and greet and talk with us. Yeah, we can talk. We're going to we're gonna shoot the shit. I, I know I, that's a huge draw, but... <laughs> I likely will not be there, unfortunately, because I might be out of town on business, but... But you'll be there in spirit. spirit. Yeah, Your I, wraith will be there. My, yeah, sure. We'll make <laughs> someone, a doll. We'll someone, make an effigy of you. If someone wants to, like... Stand behind it and talk sardonically. <laughs> I suppose. I suppose that's fine. Uh, okay. So with that little bit of business out the way, uh, the next piece of news uh, is more of a congratulatory uh, bit of uh, celebration. Um, I want to say congratulations to Eloy at Third Eye Games for another successful Kickstarter at $33,000 for Part-Time God Second Edition. So Hot congratulations, damn. Eloy. Well done. Yeah, well done, sir. I was actually talking to him the other today, and he was like, my first, the first edition was only $8,000. So he is, but that was like, like almost a decade ago. So he's like, he's definitely increased his revenue and got his, increased his attention on his product. Well, which, you know, if it, if this is going to be your job and this is what you, you're going to do, you should be paid for it. You should be able to sustain yourself on it. Mm-hmm. And he's obviously, he's, he's hit gold here. He's figured mm-hmm. it out. So. Yep. That's He's got awesome. himself a following, which is really cool. Um, I already talked about the Adventures League. I'll do this more. Oh, uh, the what, what two other sort of game-related news is one is L5R from Fantasy Flight Games, Legend, Legend of the Five, of the Five Rings. Rings. What? Sorry. I was just saying Legend of the Five Rings. Yes, yeah. not everyone knows what L5R is. Yeah, I'm having weird ear issues because I got fluid in my ear, and it's hard for me to hear my fellows, but I'll, I'll try not to not – to, if I talk your ear really hard, will that make the fluid come out? No. Let oh. me get the sy- let me get the syringe, Matthew. Gross. Gross. One Gross. Nope. 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 Get away. Now. Get get. Okay. I do not give you consent. Uh the uh so Legend of Five Rings, the fifth edition, will be out in what they said is Q three, so that's probably within the next couple months. Are they doing yeah. weird dice for this one? I think so. I haven't looked deeply into it, but I will be. I mean yeah, I could see it. I mean, I like the I like the weird dice in Star Wars. That was pretty neat. Uh, I I wouldn't be against them doing that. I wasn't. I'm not against. Listen, if there's a barrier to entry of like you have to buy some dice to play the game, I'm not. I'm not against it as long as it's like. Because I will say that Fantasy Flight Star Wars with the weird dice was was fun. Like, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Also, just having 
it's a there, there's a lot of failing forward in that system, which mm-hmm. I which I always appreciate. Uh, it's also the idea of like if you're gonna, I have to buy weird dice in order to make this work. It the mechanic and the game need be worth what I'm doing. Like you right. need to make it elegant enough that it all works. And it's not hard to sell me on weeaboo times. So <laughs> I'm not. I'm I'm a big fat weeb. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't watch anime or anything, but you know. Yeah, you still enjoy it. You like the different culture of it. I do. And have the you, fantasy. You like Wuja. Have you got, was it you who posted, Scott, the thing about the Chinese movie about the clown? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. fucked up. It's an animal. It's An- like animal, animal world. world. Animal world. It's that, weird. I'm excited for that movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, I think like just from the trailer alone, it's, it's clear that that movie goes all over the place. Indeed. Like it's like there's this weird like rock, paper, scissors, death arena. And then he's a clown. And then he's not no a clown. Reason, and then he's not a clown. And then it's Michael Douglas. And all right, man. Well, you know. Signing that check. This is, uh, that this is like, willing to be the evil white guy. In a Chinese movie, yeah, no. you can get that money. Yep, which I mean that money fine. can be yours. I don't know. I think the best evil white guy in a Chinese movie was was Keanu Reeves. Uh, yeah, I forget what it was, but oh, it was, uh, it's Chai Chi Master. Chai Chi Master. That yeah. was it. John, uh, fucking fucking John Wick. Don't fuck around on that. No, one. dude, dude, he's the final boss in that yeah, entire movie. Really, it's pretty good. He's, he's really good. Like, yeah. he's, he's imposing. Yes. Um, but he's yeah, a weird philosophy too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other bit of sort of gaming news uh, that's come out is recently on the uh, stream of many eyes. It was oh, announced D and D is producing two new adventures coming out in the fall, uh, September and November, respectively. One is called Waterdeep Dragon Heist, which is literally oh my god an adventure. <laughs> You're in Waterdeep. It's levels one to five, and there are four or five different really big bads with their own cartels trying to get this huge just hoard of gold because in Waterdeep dragons are literally printed on their gold coins. So they're called dragons. Um, and so you're after a huge loot pile of money and you're having to deal with the criminal underworld and, and like, yeah, it, it's, it's cool. I watched a couple of the stream of many eyes games. Yep. Um, they did some fuck funky shit in that. Like they LARPed, they LARPed. Yeah. They, they straight well, up LARPed. They basically had set up like an escape room type style puzzle. Uh, and they ran a couple of characters who are in full costume uh, through basically escape room. Just, just LARPing. Yeah, it's LARPing. It was, yep. it was straight up LARPing. Uh, they had like a little bit of mechanics uh, behind them. It was it was basically a salon LARP. Uh, yep. And it was really cool. I enjoyed what I watched. And I watched a couple of the tabletop games because a couple of the shows that I watched had some characters on it. Um, Rosie B. Singer, my girl. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, it was fun. It was fun to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah, supposedly in the adventure, it's not just Xanathar, it's a couple other bees. Right. Uh, who's the other drow that we get to know in the Driss books? Jaraxxel? Yeah, Jaraxxel is the lead bad guy in one of them. Yeah, for Bregan Dareth. Uh, and depending on who you're fighting against, that determines what they want to do with the gold. Of course. Um, also, it depends on what time of year you do run thick, the adventure. It's going to be a thick-ass book. Yeah, it's 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 it, it's only one to five levels, but it's going to have a lot in there. For Well, it's basically the Waterdeep source book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is going to, I mean... Cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and then the next one's going to be Undermountain, right? Yeah, it's called, uh, oh, it has a specific so name. Is for 5 to 10. The, no, it's 6 to 20. 
for six it, to twenty. Under yeah, it's called Waterdeep Dungeon of the Mad Mage, which is all about Halister's dungeon underneath Waterdeep. So, so they're basically releasing like, "Hey, just buy these two books, and you'll never have to think again." Yeah, <laughs> yeah basically, like yeah. I actually watched their breakdown of get the, to address it. Yeah, mm. the the Dungeon of the Mad Mage. They actually talk about like each layer is its own like ecology and its own political stance and. You can be like, in one area, instead of fighting a thing, you could try to negotiate. But he's going to be like, okay, I need this other thing that you need to give me from this other layer. So come back up, give it to me so I can do this other thing. Like, is there's a lot more negotiation. It sounds real fun. It sounds real fun. It, it sounds like they're going to... Tr- I mean, okay, so, like, adventures like this are one of the only times where D&D actually, like, does social mechanics. and mm-hmm. Or, I mean, it actually, like, really does lay out, like... Social mechanics. I'm probably bullshit. I'm kind of bullshitting on that. I yeah. mean, you can obviously do it in D and D, and you can mm-hmm. come up with them on your own. But it's like where they actually acknowledge that there is a social system involved or something. Mm-hmm. Where most of the time, okay, most of the time it's just lie good. Yeah. Yep. Most of the time it's just lie. Lie, good, lie good. Persuade. Roll number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Roll but, number. Mm-hmm. Lie good. Roll yeah, number. But yeah, no, it's, it sounds like it's emphasizing role play, and that just sounds cool. Well, it yeah. sounds. It's actually what I really like about it. It's not just they're writing the adventures with a little more depth of option, player option, being like, if you do this, not just if you do that, or you have to do one specific thing. Well, you, a, there are many a, options available to it's you. It's a sandbox and a tool chest, yeah. right? Yeah, That's what the adventures are. They're a sandbox plus a tool chest. Yeah, yep. I mean, it's, it's what they did for uh, Tomb of Annihilation mm-hmm. and and Curse of Strahd, and that seems to be their model of their pairing. They're pairing stuff that would be in like a a a source book with an adventure and they're just jamming them together and with so you can take the look at the adventure and look at all the detail that they put in around the the adventure and then run campaigns of your own design in that setting absolutely with that information because they've given you so much more in-depth information yeah i really like it and this actually ties to the whole adventures league thing because they release these books in seasons Basically, every year they come up with one or two adventures that will take somebody from one to 20 and be like, okay, for this season, we're going to run you through Tomb of Annihilation or Rise of Tiamat or uh, Waterdeep Dragon Heist and uh, a Dungeon of the Mad Mage. And so that you can go through all of that. And so by doing that, it creates just sort of like every year you're always looking forward to the next thing they're coming out with, the new content that you get to sort of absorb. Man, I just feel like my D and D days might be over. I think I might be good. You're just done. I think I might be done. Mm. Like that's. I know it's sad to say, but like, I'm good, man. I you, unless you, someone you've done well, you've done them dragons I, and dungeons. Well, I've done it, and also like there's like a thousand other fucking games out there that I'd like to try, and like there I have in my home more games than than I can I will literally ever get to try yeah. out because no one will run them. Yeah, and I'm not gonna fucking do it because <laughs> yeah. I'm not stable enough to do that. I've got like at least probably a dozen games so, on that shelf right now that I'm looking at that I've actually only ever played like one yeah, time. I don't really think I have time to like, I mean, I guess like, well, if someone's running a and d game and that's my choice, I guess, I I guess, but I don't know, man. I feel like I've just been doing it for 15 fucking years. I, no, it's perfectly okay. Well, it's, it's, uh, I made a, a Facebook post recently uh, about how, um, you know, all this hot new D&D shit made me really want to run Blades in the Dark. Indeed. <laughs> yep. Um, because that shit's sexy, yep. and it's it's very hackable. Like it's ma- it's designed to like 
take things out of it. Put Isn't it based on it? another game system? No, it uh, is. It is its own thing. It's proprietary. Okay, it's its own thing. Um, and it's very cool. And it it it's. It'll, it will allow me to scratch my dark fantasy itch, uh, which I like more than traditional We will definitely fantasy. do a deep dive in that when you actually play a couple games, and yeah. then we'll we'll do... Because I'm interested in that as well, because well, I, the, I've heard some the, interesting the ideas. Game, the game that I want to run in that is based on the Gentleman Bastard series. Oh, um, man. So, yeah. Uh, I need Scott Lynch to get sad again. Yeah, I really... <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. I mean, I will say, though, that, like, great, Thorn of Emberlane comes out. See y'all in 10 more years. (laughs) We're about to be Wheel of Time, guys. I'm going to fucking be gray by the time that seventh book hits. And Uh, and that's fine, I guess. Yeah, I guess it's something to keep me going. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, if I don't... I need to see how it ends. I need to know what happens to Locke. I really do need to know what happens. And John. Mostly John. And Sabatha. (laughs) I like Sabatha. Yeah, so um, I'm... (laughs) Going back to the Adventures League stuff, I'm really enjoying it, and that is what's intrigued me to try to actually like dive into and see it because it's essentially Adventures League is basically an M- a live MMO because you're like I have a character sheet and I have a record of all the adventures my character has been on, and as long as they are sanctioned adventures out of the book and you and your GM has run them correctly, you can move that character into anything else you want to move them into and level them up and do all kinds of weird stuff. And occasionally at conventions and stuff, they'll have special events called epics where they're unique non non book adventures of things that are happening in the world of forgotten realms or whatever the adventures are doing. And you get special loot and you get special encounters and you can do like certain things like exchange magic items and stuff that you have that you don't need. It's really interesting in my mind of it's a living campaign sort of a situation. And I think it's done right now because you don't have to just do it at a gaming store. Your buddy can run all the adventures out of the book. And as long as he is by the book about it, everything's fine. Everything is cool. And you can take that character and he's a living character in the forgotten realms world. So here's what I like about this. I I like that D&D is doing new and interesting things. Uh, I like that D&D is embracing uh, new media and, you know, participatory uh, ways of doing this. And I like this because uh, even though I'm not a big fan of D&D, I fully recognize that where D&D goes... So does the rest of the industry. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, uh, the, the D and D is it's the it's the flagship. It's the thing. It's the icebreaker, as it were. And how D and D is doing is how the rest of the role playing industry is doing, uh, to one degree or another. Um, and that means that you know, with D and D, you know, really sort of pioneering and and going in all these new and interesting places, that means that. Other industry, other games, other things will will benefit from that. I'd be interested to see how the White Wolf handles all this. You know, I, yeah, White Wolf. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm. If based on all of their talk, they're going to go hard on all all sort of new media. Um, you know, I, you know, getting it out there in every single avenue that well, they can. My challenge to them. Mm-hmm. Just make 5th edition Vampire and whatever other 5th editions they're going to release as accessible as 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons is to create yeah, a character. Yeah, yeah. And then, if they do have a living world, make that not suck somehow, because I've met Cam LARPers. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's... Yeah, if you're one of them, I'm sorry. I'm sure you have wonderful experiences. 
I've just heard enough stories, man. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not for everybody. Underground theater's pretty good. Yeah, uh, UT. Uh, okay, I had a pretty positive experience at UT. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's that game that I was a part of exploding was kind of partially my. It wasn't my fault, but I was part of a problem in that we overloaded the G, the, the storytellers. Right, right, right. It's like you can't have thirty five fucking people for two for an, a storyteller and two assistants yeah. and expect everything to just be hunky dory and yeah, have a wonderful it, time. It's a problem, but uh, it's been going on. And actually, um, there's not a lot of details on it, um, but in uh, in local gaming news, uh, in come October. In Atlanta, there's going to be the basically the last big national event for Underground Theater mm-hmm. of the Vampire Chronicles, uh, because the Vampire Chronicle is hitting reset at the end of the year. Uh, so it's a whole new chronicle come January uh, with, you know, new new characters with everyone getting starting XP. Uh, so that'll be interesting. I might actually consider joining at that point. I'm actually very considered doing that, if, yeah. If we're, like, chopping off the heads mm. of all the big old motherfuckers yeah. and actually everyone's baseline, everyone's a baseline piece of crap like everyone else for yeah. the most part with what you can do with starting experience, which I will say for the binite system, you can still come out of the gate pretty good, pretty powerful as mm-hmm. a base character. I mean, there are certain. Th- well, it's it's kind of assumed that you're you're uh, like you're a luminary. You're you're a first among equals of your generation. Well, uh, otherwise, why would you be involved in anything of importance? That's right. Uh, like there's a there's a sort of a, uh, uh, an understated assumption that your PCs are not the only kindred in a city. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's interesting. That'll be fun. Uh, I have to think about my level of participation in that because we'll see. Um, but yeah, that's really interesting. Uh, other news, E3 is going on right now. Yes, sir. Uh, and there are a few, you know, quote unquote role playing games. Cyberpunk 2077 looks like quite the role playing game. That cyberpunk trailer. I will say that. Oh, though- it's on a different engine than The Witcher is for sure. Is I think it? it's on a. It doesn't look okay. I, th- I'll be I honest. think that was a cinematic. Like that was a cinematic. Well, that wasn't play. That was some of it looked the char- like it was. The character models do not look as clean and realistic and human like <laughs> as The Witcher's was. Mm. So I don't know if they're using a different engine maybe. or maybe like it's. My impression was that was my impression is that was that was a cinematic. Like that wasn't actual gameplay. I mean that's that's a very it's possible. That's very possible. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, like, yeah, I'm wondering if hmm, because it seems like there's a main character, um, uh, so it doesn't look like it's a make whatever you want kind of game. Um, and uh, I, uh, the only thing that I that that the only negative thing that I that I've seen about that that I do kind of agree with uh, is uh, someone basically made the comment of. Man, it sure would be nice if we had a, a cyberpunk protagonist that wasn't a grizzled white dude. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I mean, how many more guys named Case can there be in the <laughs> It's yeah. another. Oh, no, it's a case. It's it's one of them cases. We got a case here. Yeah. Like maybe uh, maybe some some Molly, Molly Midnight. You know? Yeah. You know, uh, also, you know, like one of the biggest complaints that the last you can't have the witcher without Geralt. So some sure, people are yeah. like, I don't want to be Geralt. Like there's nothing mm-hmm. of, some people don't find We're done. We're I'm done with that kind of character, this mm-hmm. grizzled ever, like Mary Sue type, mm-hmm. which I mean, guy's got his problems admittedly. But yeah, I mean just an uh, I think they would have been better served in a in a cyberpunk setting being different is kind of imp- important. Yeah, so yeah. why why a cybered up like why why a cybered out white dude? 
Yeah. Mm. Why not just give the option to just be anyone? Is the story so – here, the important question, will the story so integrally follow this character mm-hmm. that it needed to be told from the point of view of this character? And if so, why? Mm. Maybe. I mean, okay. Here, Here's my hope. Here's my hope. I hope that this is a main character in the style of Dragon Age Inquisition. Uh, where it you can kind of do what you well, want. No, well, yeah, you can be who you want to be, but the char- like there is a character there based on your build choices. Uh, but I hope that you have a variety, and that this this guy that we saw was just sort of option one of what you can. Oh, do. I I would not doubt that. Or it's going to be one, all. Of, one of those. Lots of characters. You're just seeing one. Yeah, it's like a million yeah. perspectives. But we have to show something in E3, so this is what the test model is. Yeah. basically, kind of like or just. I mean, I can't imagine that they, that that E3 strongly suggests that that guy is, is a the guy, yeah. is a, is the guy. But and I can't imagine why they unless for once they were uh, they were trying to mislead us at E3. Um, oh shit! But I mean, they seem like pretty straight shooters, so probably not. I, I'll be. Uh, you know what? It's probably going to be a good game because CD, CD Projekt Red gives a shit a lot. Like, yeah. they give a lot of a shit. They, they do. Which means they probably strongly consulted with the si- the guy who authored the role-playing game. Oh, they absolutely. Did. And they care a lot about, obviously, the source materials. Yeah. Obviously. William, so. William Gibson made some comments about it that it didn't, it, didn't, it didn't meet his standards, at least the trailer. Oh, well, I know exactly why. Two things. It had colors in it. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't raining all the time. I mean, yeah. And also, I don't know if you follow William Gibson on Twitter. He's kind of a miserable bastard. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Jeff sure a curmudgeon would be he, another oh, one. He's very curmudgeonly. Um, I mean, he he has that thing where he's been a smart person for a long time, so mm-hmm. it's really worn him down. <laughs> I guess, or he maybe yeah. always have been. Yeah. 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 Anyways, uh, another thing that was announced that I'm super excited for that we know next to nothing about is uh, the next Elder Scrolls, which is absolutely going to be an RPG. Oh, yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's going to... We don't even know the name of it. We just know it's Elder Scrolls 6. Yeah, you, fly, you, you got a, a nice flight view of, like, just the Utah? overarching... Utah? <laughs> well, yeah, you get a nice overarching view of, like, flying over some area. I mean, if they're keeping... If they're keeping to, like how they've done every single Elder Scrolls games mm-hmm. for 30 fucking years. I, I'm overstating it. It's probably 20 years. 20 years? 25-ish. 25-ish years. A number of decades. They're out. Of, they're almost out of places. So yeah. it's like, elsewhere? Elsewhere would be cool. Um, People I seem mean, to re- really be interested in the in elsewhere. Black Marsh, maybe. Black Marsh, sure. Um, like a play, Argonia? Uh, uh, yeah, a play, yeah, well, Black Marsh is Argonia. Uh, Black Marsh is Argonia. Okay. Yeah, uh, like a place where the main people aren't humans. That would be cool. Yeah, I mean that would be, or you know, or yeah. damn dirty elves. But yeah, um, yeah, I mean, I think elsewhere would be like the elsewhere most, would be fucking cool. Would be the most popular choice. What's elsewhere? Elsewhere Khajiit. is where the Khajiit. Ah, which ooh. is why it's like in the modern age, if you wish to have people buy your game mm-hmm. just because of memes, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, we have cats. Khajiit land. It's it's cat land with cat people mm-hmm. who are like cats. <laughs> so, there you go, guys. If you that'll have coin, si- they have wares. That'll be sixty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just I can just see it's like you know it's it's sort of the Bethesda thing. So there's like items everywhere, but the most of them are on the ground. <laughs> uh, they don't like they don't like they, anything they, on tables. Tables they, must well, be bare. No, they don't have to be bare. They actually want you to put things on the table. 
one of the so social. That's me- how you trap them. So that'll be one of the social mechanics. Social is, lock, mechanics. is lock is how well you lock eyes with another being <laughs> and push slowly push, push something slowly off, push a, <laughs> off a table. Uh, Cats. Uh, but uh, yeah, they. Uh, so we don't know where it's going to take place. We just know it's not going to come out until at least they're probably not going to announce much more about it until after Starfield, which Everything. is their next Starfield, IP. Starfield. Oh launched. my god. Everything good's happening in 2019 is what I'm getting. Yeah. Yep. Well, they they basically said they talked about this was at the end of their their conference uh, where they talked about Starfield and Elder Scrolls Six. They basically like this is in the future. We don't have anything resembling a release date for these things, but we are confirming that we are working on them. Yep. So, so Starfield is going to be like Elder Scrolls in space kind of thing. So I'm okay with that. Yeah. If they take everything they can learn from Skyrim seven years later. Yeah. Sure. Skyrim is seven years old. Everyone. Right yeah, I know. People real... still play the game. I'm still I'm playing it's it modded, right now. Modded to hell and back most of the time. Yeah, I just played one through one hell of a mod. Uh, I did, did you some... do the Hyrule one? What? Did, have you done the Hyrule one? No. If you want to feel bad, do that one. Okay. If you want, if you want like a sad ass story about the Zelda world, do the Hyrule mod. Okay, noted. <laughs> You'll feel bad and have nostalgia. All right, I love it. Good stuff. Uh, uh, how do I should I feel exactly. about this? Exactly, you'll have all those pleasure centers that as he just gets sadder and lower. <laughs> so what? Uh, so we got uh, also we got a uh, pseudo RPG related because uh, the games tend to be very RPG heavy. Is the Fallout seventy six sort of all the confirmations of all the stuff that's going to happen? It's basically an online MMO ish. Yeah, it's, it's going to be like they, they said that, that a server is going to have uh, like dozens of people on it as opposed to like hundreds or thousands or what have you. Um, so you're going to be and most and, the, and, and from what they say, if you're encountering another person, that person is a PC. Like, mm-hmm. is a, someone playing the game? Uh, like, obviously, there's, like, mutants and, and critters and whatnot. And stuff you can go take care but of, but... their their idea is that, like, the only people in this West Virginia area are the people who came out of the vault with you mm-hmm. and are and are settling the land. Weird. And Which is actually okay, because this, this is a prequel to all the other fallouts, even before the first one. And so... The the world hasn't tried to rebuild itself yet again, so things are really, really, really fucking crappy. Yeah, it's like, a, it's everything a pure, sucks. It's a pure wasteland. Well, so I'm guessing they're going to be really leaning on a crafting system and yeah, resource yeah, gathering. Yeah, you can make your own bases. So they're, okay, I see what they're doing. Got it. Yeah, they basically, and then when the cool thing they can do is you can team up with your buddies or people on the server, go do these, like, bigger, bigger, scarier missions, get launch codes for nukes, get the nukes and then launch those nukes at your enemies. Like you pick like big bases and stuff that you really want to take care of and just get rid of that group. And then when you're done with that, that basically once you've nuked a a place, the whole area where you nuked changes. It's, it's a hellscape, but there are like different monsters and new resources that you can get only from a nuked hellscape. Yeah, so they they definitely there's definitely some higher end content they already have in mind for this very small very uh, personal MMO is I think what they're trying to do. Okay, here's here's my question. Okay, so is it every time you log on you're in a you're set in a new group of like a small area with new people or you do have your home server that has like 20 no you have home server no I think I think like that well okay the way they they said. 
is you you don't choose which server you're on. Right. Like you're you're just in the world and you can probably say like you can probably <coughs> you can probably set your preferences of I want to play with these people first. Other, but, but other than that, you're in a hodgepodge world. Okay, that's fine. And like your anything that anything that you've done, all of your progress always stays with you. Like the base that you build just comes into the into the server. Dude, you've got in your base. I'll will just come be, with I'm you. I'm just very curious how they're going to make a persistent world, but also have a small population on it on a server. That that seemed like okay because people just stop playing games. And also, yeah. sometimes people suck. And you don't listen. They said you don't need other people to, pl- to to play the content of this game. Cool. It's not absolutely. I'm just very. I'm just. I'm genuinely curious about yep. what the actual infrastructure well, is going to look like. It's actually very interesting because they said, uh, like, like they they the guy doing the presentation flat out admitted, like, this is very new. Like, no one's done anything like this before. Obviously, we haven't done anything like this before, but we, we've we never been unambitious in our in our games. Especially when it comes to Fallout. Especially when it comes to Fallout. Especially when, it, I mean, Elder Scrolls, Jesus yep. Christ. Uh, Skyrim. Oh. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they, they're going out on a huge limb on this very new, untested format of a game. And I'm curious to see how it looks. Uh, it's coming out in November. I will probably play it. I will... At least, even if the roofs, long, as long as the reviews are reasonable, is it PC? Yeah, yeah, PC. Cool. As long as they're reasonable, I will probably buy the game and I will play it because I really, really enjoy Fallout, and uh, I think this would be super rad, weird th- experiment to be a part of. I'll wait till you give me a report on how it is. Okay, that's fair. I will happily sense. report back to our I'm loving also, audience. I'm also really not allowed to play MMOs. Yeah, that's true. Well, that uh, yeah, we'll get into that at some point. <laughs> Why I can't play MMOs? Yes. Like, we really, we really want to talk about no, why. no, not tonight, or just, in ge- or just in general MMO addiction problems. Yeah, MMO, MMO addiction problems. Sure, that'll be a real somber. Chuckle. That'll be a real chuckly episode. <laughs> yeah. um, it's called a Skinner box. That's Go just look, look it up. up. Look yep. it up. There you go. That's why MMOs. Can fuck your life That's up. why there is a really big uh, conversation about uh, loot boxes right loot now crates, yeah. and loot crates and what they actually mean and what I'm they just, are I'm, defined. I'm just saying, I, I think making them illegal was a good move. Uh, hot they, take. <laughs> vid- well, actually, hot take. Video games need to be 80 bucks, by the way. Video games just need to be. If you want no microtransactions, if you want I'm none of that weird. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with video games being $80 if they just stop trying to sell me extra shit. Yep. I'm fine with it. You win. You win. The price point has been $60 for 20 years. Like, it's whatever. It's really been that long? I mean, yeah, it's been, it's been it's, about it's that been time. It's been about that for. So I'm good. If it's a little price hike, I'm cool with it. Just stop trying to sell me things in. Games that don't need to try to. Would you like this custom custom skin there? No, right? I don't. I never want it. I don't care. Would you like the? Uh, uh, here's the I win button. Would you like that for ten dollars? No. Why would I even play a game? <laughs> because everyone else has the I win button. Well, right? then I guess won't play the game. It's <laughs> a bad design choice. But what about a charming hat? That that maybe. Kind of, how many bitcoins you want, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> if if you've got coin, Chichit's got Chichit's got wares. That's yeah, all I'm saying. Chichit has wares. All right. So what else uh, have we been gaming related stuff? Have we been involved in, or part of, or interested in coming out? 
Uh, there's a lot of good streaming stuff going on it lately. Really is. Matt Koval is making progress. He has bought his studio and is starting to develop it right now with all that fat money he made off his Kickstarter. So good for him, and he's doing lots of like video blogs about it. Like he's showing the progress of it. So he's being very communicative about what's going on and how the money's well, being used. Well, they let this be his job, so you know, time to tr- time to crank it out, creative. Get yeah, on and, Alan, get on that Alan tutorial. Uh, I'm interested. He actually does like Aww. a live stream. What? You had to mention Alan tutorial. I'm sad now. Oh, <laughs> God, that's so fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, we talked about that game, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, well, yeah. it's not a game. It's it's an um, arg. It's, it's an arg. Well, yep. arg. Our YouTube series. Wham City, Wham City kick to the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh God damn it, Wham City. Uh. Uh, oh, yeah. that. Sorry, I was thinking about something else, but yes, yeah, you're uh, right. Let's see. Yeah, uh, I started playing uh, Where the Water Tastes Like Wine, which is not really a role-playing game. It's more of a, it's a game about stories and storytelling. And and I started like playing the first 20 minutes of it before I had to go out the door, and good goddamn, I, wanted, I, I wish I was back there, back at home playing it, because yeah. it's real sexy. I, I wanted to... I, I'm, I'm really looking at... Check out Detroit Become Human. Oh, yeah. Because I saw the first That's... episode of the Game Grumps and mm-hmm. of it, and I'm like, I know enough about this game now to know that I'm interested in what what's what it's yeah. doing. Is it made by the like same guy? Yeah, Quantic Dream. Okay. Of course. Okay, I don't know their actual name. I know it's like Heavy Rain Guy. Yeah, yeah this is why I'm trying not to watch anything about it, because I, even though it has many oh, permutations... I'll, I'll put it this way, bro. If you watch the first episode of The Game Grumps, he does it wrong. Yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> oh my. He does it as wrong as you can do it. Yeah, he, and... He does nothing. Like, yeah, and so that's the thing I... But even so, I want to go in so naked to the options of the choices so that I can go have a very pure experience when I go eventually play this game. Right. Yeah, that game pushes every single one of my buttons and is so up my alley it hurts, but I do not possess the magic box that will run it. Nope. I, too, do not possess such a box, and due to my current my, my, my little bit of, of an upgrade in a job, I'm probably going to be purchasing one of those magic boxes soon that lets me have the WoW things. No. Then how'd, you wow. play, then how'd you play God of War? Played on a PS4, dude. Yeah, that's what you can play. Oh, on. oh, you mean okay? I thought you meant it. You needed a powerful computer to run it. No, no, it's a PS4 exclusive. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm gonna get that then. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are you talking? What other magic box do you need? I don't know the one. Does that, it have a genie in it? Is a Pandora? Master Race? The yeah. one that the Master Race does. Yeah. yeah. If if it ran on the PC Master Race, then I, I would be playing I it. I super thought it was like Steam available. No, or something. no, it's a Because Quantic loves running with Sony. They uh, they have probably were, some very exclusive rights with Sony. You're absolutely right. Everything they've ever done. Huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's probably because they have a sweet deal because they take like eight years to make a game. Uh, yeah, you know, honestly, it's, there's, something to, there's something to be said for like, I guess, a console exclusive, but I, yeah. I, I kind of, I don't really like console exclusives. Me neither. I want to be able to play it on my PC because that's better. Typically, yes. Yeah, but they want you to pay for it, which, do. A, which a lot of people will not if, if it's available on PC. Yeah. It's way easier to steal if it's on it's the PC. It's easier to steal, but, you know, I wait for a Steam sale and I get it for a reasonable price. And I don't – I haven't pirated a game in a long time, actually. Yeah, I have since – I haven't in a while myself. No, I, mean, I, I, I wait for Steam sales and stuff like that. Yeah. With Steam, like, it's like – the thing about Steam is if you wait for a Steam sale, you can get a, a chunk of games for cheaps. Uh, you can also get, like, Humble Bundles, uh, which is another great way of getting yep. games. Yep. Um, and then they're they're yours forever. 
Indeed. Like, Forever. They, they work. Like, you don't have to do any nonsense to make you it work. You also don't have to go any to .ru sites. You don't have to, to feed the Russian art oligarchs. Um, it's true. No, it's, it's I mean. Yeah, I, I'm i not going to get on my high horse about pirating games. I, have been I was pers- 18 once, too. I have been a person of no means for quite some yeah. time and had to do some shit or, to entertain myself. So I made my choices. But I have, but, you know, I've gone back and purchased a lot of the stuff that I once, yeah. you know, ill got. I actually just prefer to purchase stuff generally, mostly because you there's also the we also have the conversation about going back to role playing, mm-hmm. role playing books. That's a very yeah. common thing. And also wait two years. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I like the physical copies of books, though. That's oh, my thing. Yeah, uh, PDFs, I only use for reference. Doing the Aeon thing on a fucking PDF. On, on a PDF. Like, the only reason I'm able to go quickly now is because I have my work computer is like a freaking god machine. Mm-hmm. And it lets me search that PDF at lightning speed. Yeah. Otherwise, it would be insufferable. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can read PDFs pretty well, but I, I do like having the physical books there. I just like being on, like going getting a nice comfortable chair and reading through the book and kind of digesting it slowly and surely it just it's but also it's art i consider role yeah. play books art there's art in it it is it has its own form of expression and so i prefer a physical copy yeah. because that's how it's meant to be digested interestingly enough as much as uh, as i said in our like list game lit what was it the game question of day thing you know the gaming question yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I don't give a, actually give a shit about art in, in role-playing books, but I do like the formatting and the texturing of pa- of paper and mm-hmm. the backgrounds they choose to pre- on which to present text because it's not the stark fucking white of a PDF. <laughs> yep. <laughs> also, an, it's an, conveying a mood and feel of the game that it's supposed to have. Like, Yeah, I mean, you can look at art and be like, oh, that's evocative. That's yeah. cool. And mm-hmm. I, I, But it's just like, do I remember a single piece of any of it? Nah, mm-hmm. not really. I enjoyed the art, but that's just me, and that's to each their own, as it were, as far as that goes. I think the only piece of art that I could ever remember, and I could never even tell you who drew it, is the three point five, uh, is a three point five handbook, in which there is a picture of the of a female rogue that had a wand explode in her face, mm. and that's just because it's a page that I referenced a lot because yeah. it was the skills area, just to look at stuff, and I always remember just like she just looks very shocked and has blackened char all over her face because she fucked her use magic. It's comical. It was silly. Wah, wah. Also phallic, and kind of funny. <sighs> But what else? What else we got to talk about? We don't have much, as we say. We've been just kind of rambling about the general news of stuff that's been going in RPG world because there's a lot of stuff actually happening right now. I know that Rate Twenty is still in development. Yeah, there's all sorts of shit in in the Onyx Path and and uh, White Wolf development. Yeah, yeah. The, you we you can pre-order the Vampire Five books. Yep. I just do not have the money for it right now. Oh, you can pre-order now Wrath and Glory as well if you're interested in all of that. Um, uh, actually, Free RPG Day is, from this recording, is the set following Saturday. Oh, shit. So if you've got, if you want to go check out an RPG, go to your local gaming store. I'm probably going to go by on Saturday to Mike's store and look for Wrath and Glory and a few other, like, adventure stuff that's going on that happen there. So speaking of, like, hot takes and vampire... Man, people hate the design of the vampire books. Yeah, even even telling us Have that. I said that like there's so many. They get really upset about people one picture really, about the Torador picture or something. Uh, no, like like they just don't like people don't like. Okay, so the art style that they're going with. Oh, is, it's is retouched photographs. Yeah, right, right. That's and what like and just people are so salty about what it. What other another 
game did that recently? Oh, uh, crap. I, I mean, I mean, they did that in the By Night Studios. That's stuff. that's it. Yeah, that's the By yeah. Night Studios book. And that's that like, I, actually I, read that I don't, early. I don't get the salt. Like, I just like, I don't. It, I think it's like people like it's not the way it was. <laughs> oh man, if you, I'll wait until, uh, I'll wait until patron content to go on my psycho rant about nostalgia. Because <laughs> I got, I got, I got a rant about nostalgia due to the. Uh, the shittiness of my fellow Star Wars fans. Oh, oh yes. my god! That's All so right. Funny. Well, unless there's anything super specific that we want to talk about RPG related, I think we can probably just close it out here and then move on to patron content because we're kind of veering in that direction, anyways. Yeah. Um, like I said, free RPG day uh, is on the this Saturday, which is the I'm looking at the date because I'm smart. The 16th of June. Uh, so go to your local comic book store and check it out. I'm sure they'll have whatever they have. And you can find something cool, new and cool to play. I will definitely be buying Wrath and Glory because, well, I'm a 40K knight. So. And if you're a patron, you will have uh, also got a new episode of Shadowrun to listen to. Uh, so which, pumped. oh man, that's where shit gets real intense. Oh my yep. god. I, this is did ep- not, I stopped denying the call and I... <laughs> you call know, to adventure. The, I, I will say that I'm, I'm doing the hero's journey just kind of like not the same one normal you normally you are absolutely doing the hero's journey this is a story is mostly about you i and i didn't mean for that to happen no it's perfectly okay we are cool with that we think actually i find it very fun just to watch because i'm like we have to take this little very naive hacker dude and be like well welcome to the world of the shit uh, this is just how it works. Um, uh, here's I, here's a flyer. It's I mean, the start of our third episode, third, our third session of like actually sitting around a table. Yep. Um, so yeah, you, you, it's good. Some good shit happens. I, I think that this will be kind of like as far as the pacing and what actually goes down. I think this is one will be one of our strongest. Yes. Two pa- so pairs if, of episodes. if you are if you are a patron, enjoy. If you're not a patron. You should probably think I, about it. I've personally, like I like I said, I don't listen to this show terribly much, but I do listen to our, our Shadowrun games, mm-hmm. and I really, really like them. And not only that, again, it's only $1. You get a whole bunch of extra content from us for, for, for basically nothing. Oh, my God. So much content. Yeah, yeah, so much content. And when Shadowrun is done, we are jumping over to Aeon. Yeah. And since we're already starting to record that, we're going to have a huge backlog by the time we get and- there. Of Aeon ready just to go. We're already figuring out how to be ridiculous, so it's going to yeah, be pretty fun. Yeah, it's going to be silly fun. Um, I'll have to say, if you're going to prep for Aeon, watch a little anime, like mecha anime. There's yeah, there's like, some feels in there if you want to get that sci-fi-ness going. Got some One Punch Man going. If you <laughs> yeah. One Punch! Oh, well, that, that's that's when you want to watch Ab- we'll get ready for Aberrant. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Samurai Flamenco. Weirdly enough, if you want to go, yeah. if you want to go top to bottom, like of the Trinity universe. Yeah, I guess. Uh, uh, actually, the first season of Knights of Sidonia would also be really good because yeah. it's got some hard science perspectives mm-hmm. on things. Well, right. uh, if you want to go not anime, The Expanse. Yeah, straight up the expanse. Some hard sci-fi. Yeah, uh, so good. If you want to get into the idea of like interst- what what solar politics would look like yeah. in the future, uh, Farscape is a good one as well. Yeah. God damn, I miss Farscape and uh, Babylon Five. Babylon you just Five. Yeah. Can't yeah. go wrong with Babylon Five. You still haven't watched it, have you? Not even a single episode. You bastard. Bastard. But anyways, everyone from everyone here at Polyhedron, these are a burden, Matt. Go where your fun is. Go roll some dice.
Hey, Matthew here. I just wanted to let you know, if you want to give feedback to Polyhedron, you can go to polyhedronpodcast at gmail.com, or you can go to the show's Twitter handle at polyhedroncast. Uh, if you'd really like to help us out, you can go to our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash polyhedron. Uh, give us a buck a month and become one of our bosses and really support the show. And if you're looking to get in touch with us on Twitter, you can find Matthew at BioImportance. You can find Scott at DivisMallCav. And you can find Ryan at Arduous. Do you want to spell it? R-J-U-O-U-S. And finally, just so we can wrap it up here, if you are listening to this on iTunes, Stitcher, or anywhere, give us a five-star review. It really helps our exposure. All right. Thanks, guys.